Yes. I went on a 2 a.m. run last night. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm going to scrub in the wrong place uh, now. We're synced. No, 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 no. We're synced up. You went on a 2 a.m. run last night? Yeah. Couldn't sleep. And it, <laughs> it sounds cool. Yeah, I went on a 2 a.m. run last night. But it was like I ran for like two minutes and went, oh, man, I can't run. So then I walked for another like 25 minutes. And then I ran for another like five, seven minutes. So... A two-minute rock, run, walk. I mean, a 2 a.m. run, walk. Nice. Walk, run is, walk, run is the movement. But then I ran a 7-Eleven and I got you ran- from, my, <laughs> from my house to 7-Eleven because it's open 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I just wasted the entire run and I got like Twinkies and a Gatorade. <laughs> So, you got to fuel up whenever you got those big runs. You need to pack on the calories. You got to keep your blood sugar up. It's two steps forward, two steps back. So it was just a waste of time, but it was okay. But that's still, you know, it's still the displacement. No, not the displacement. You're still using the energy. You're still using the energy. You're back in the same place, but, you know, two steps forward, two steps back. So what was, I just might as well have saved money and saved my energy and not left the house. No, no, no. It's good good i'm how <laughs> how is it good yeah you could have just slept laid awake pondering but i feel like that's that probably occupies enough of your time as it is so <laughs> you're saying i'm lonely <laughs> no no i'm saying you're you're a ponderer oh, ponderer a hopeless ponderer i don't even know her <laughs> have you never heard those those jokes before all right we're gonna sink here <laughs> <All right. laughs> josh have you been um have i been yeah i've been thinking as i'm want to do about how i should be spending my time these days did you say i'm thinking as I want to do. As I am want. Is this old English? Is this is this a No, that's a that's a that's a real thing. That's a real thing. As I, I am that. want to do. Yeah. Never heard that saying? <laughs> no, I As I am want? Yeah, 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 yeah. If someone is want to do something, they often or regularly do it. Whoa. Their indiscretions as human beings are wont to do. Yeah. Whoa. You sounded so not smart to me when you said it, but now <laughs> now your intellectuality is at an all-time high, as I am wont to do. <laughs> um, wait, so you spend your time thinking about how you're going to spend your time? <laughs> When you put it that way, I don't sound so, don't sound so intelligent. <laughs> no, but what I was really thinking about is how there are a lot of people that I know that I'm fortunate enough to have come into contact with who would have good advice on steps I should take to accomplish my goals, namely becoming a doctor. Um, 
And so I should reach out to them. So I'm going to reach out to them via email to set up meetings, to talk with them, to determine what I'm doing. Help me determine what I'm going to do. Did you hear the bark? No. Oh, you didn't hear the dog bark? This is awkward now because I heard, well, there it is again. All right, we'll sink here. <laughs> no. um, being a doctor, when did that begin? Like the inspiration to become a doctor? Hmm. The inspiration to become a doctor. I don't know if there's a distinct moment. I know I was reading through um, my old high school papers when I was at home during pandemic times. Um, and one of my assignments from my freshman year of high school was to make a college portfolio. I'll put that in quotation marks. You can't <laughs> I realize you can't see, you can't see those if you're listening to this, but it was a college portfolio and we had to write a sample letter to, I think I wrote mine to a medical school. And it said something along the lines of, dear, I think it was the dean of the medical school. Please consider me for acceptance into your medical school. I'm a hard worker and very curious about scientific topics like biology. Um, so at least freshman year of high school. What were, what, were, what was, what's down there? <laughs> Oh, just my just my four thirty two p.m. alarm. <laughs> Josh, you said biology, and then you looked there, and I went, "Oh, that's like that, the worst time to look." My watch alarm went off. No, to me, you looked. Well, <laughs> and I went. It's just the audio. Do I need to turn my video off? Does that make this better? I went. That's why you're interested in becoming a doctor. No, but is it like the dream is I want to be a doctor or is there a dream further than that or a goal further than that? And being a doctor is like on the way to get there. Yes. Being a doctor is not the ultimate end goal. <laughs> so let's get down into it. What are your ultimate end goals? End depression. Help, help people see beauty in life and live. That's pretty much my main goal. Where did this end depression, uh, where did that come into play? Where, where were you like, I feel like this is an important thing to address. I mean, obviously it is, but you don't hear yeah, everyone yeah. else. I don't going, know. Do we need good. to put like warnings if we're going to talk about things that are potentially triggering? Probably. I'll put it in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Um, yeah, I think for me personally, it, it's been, I view mental health declines in people as something that's, that's very difficult to deal with, not just for the individual. Obviously, it's very difficult to deal with for an individual, but something that can really impact the family and impact the community. Um, 
And I think a lot of chain reactions, kind of downward spirals within within certain communities or within certain groups could could be mitigated by um, you know people turning around or or learning to live with or working through or coming to terms with certain mental health issues. And for me personally, it was um, my friend in high school who I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I should say her name. I don't know if it's, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But my friend in high school who was struggling with anorexia and ended up uh, dying by suicide in 2016. And I don't know that that was just, for it to be someone you know just feels really real and, and really strange in, in some ways. Um, my cousin last year thought of a heroin overdose. Well, it was a fentanyl overdose because drug drug epidemic in, in the United States. It's um that's that's a di- that's a different topic for a different time, probably. But there's just a lot of things that I think working through and then obviously like policy changes can help too so i don't know what what angle it's going to end up coming from but i feel like becoming a physician will help me better understand the processes that go on within the human person and i think that's why i still want to pursue a career as a physician yeah two things one i think i think Everyone, I think the education system should have teaching psychology as a requirement, like just throughout school, because when broken people raise broke, when broken people raise people, those people also end up becoming broken people. And it's no fault of the broken people, but of the people, uh, because of the system that they're, they're inevitably stuck in. Um, And without the tools and resources to learn how to take care of a child or to have a good conversation communication with your significant other or with your friends. Um, you can really inflict permanent damage on other people unintentionally because you don't know how a human mind works or how people think or how people process things. Um, and I think, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot too. Um, I think that's one thing that's really important is that I don't think, and this is, I'm not sure, but I don't think ending anything can happen in a single lifetime. Like we might have to plant seeds for the next generation, the next generation, the next generation, Um, because it's tough. I mean, there are a lot of cycles in this nation, in this world that prevent people from seeking the help that they need or from having any hope in general. Um, But while you went deep and (laughs) there will be a, there will now be a, a trigger warning um, then that kind of gives me free reign to go into this. Um, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail, detail, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, mental health has always been in the forefront of my life because of the people I surrounded myself with, but also myself. And, um, it's hard because no one, no one sees it. 
um, they just automatically assume it's like an innate part of you or you're faking it or you're being dramatic because it's not like you're wearing a cast on your sleeve or you don't see like a protection around the heart or a protection around the brain because it's not like that. Um, and so, uh, it wasn't 2016 for me, but 2015, I was, um, I was thrown into hospital for the first time. Wow. That sounds thrown. <laughs> I was put into hospital for the first time, first time of two times, not like a lot twice. Um, and I think one part of it that was just so shocking is that it is a very underfunded uh, sort of part of the medical system. Um, I remember the meal I got was like a, a whole potato and two day old cheesecake and like a carrot. <laughs> And that's what I had to eat for dinner. And I went, this is, what is this? And then I went and talked to a, a few therapists and they went, oh, you have good friends, you have good family and you have good grades. Why are you here? And it was almost as if you needed a reason to have certain illnesses. Um, I don't know. I just think it's akin to if I broke my arm and somebody went up to me and said, well, but you have good grades, good friends, good family. How did you break your arm? It's like, I don't know how those things have anything to do with, with breaking my arm. And I don't know how any of the th those things have to do with chemical imbalance in your, your, your brain. Um, and so it was just one, it was hard to see outside of it because it was directly attacking me. But I, I can only imagine that when people write you off because of something in your own head, it, it kind of just like spirals your mental illnesses even more. And 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 depression and anxiety are only the tip of the iceberg too and i i know that we're finally raising mental health awareness in the united states or at least in my circle of people i don't know what it's like in other parts um but it's still just understanding like adhd depression and anxiety um but there's still so many more out there that are um taboo or untalked about and it's almost like if you were to say oh yeah they have this sort of disorder they're not a human anymore then uh well you're kind of putting them into that box and so they're going to reinforce it because you said so um and i think and this is going to be a weird way to say it but i've had the privilege of being in the same room as drug addicts and people who have spent time in jail, um, alongside people who um, were bipolar, alongside uh, a 40 year old woman who was so quiet and so meek. Um, and yet we were all in the same place because we didn't really want to be in this world anymore. Um, and it, it kind of just showed that from all walks of life, um, whether you were an esteemed graduate from a university, a graduate from an esteemed university, there we go. Um, whether you were someone who never got your feet off the ground and you were struggling with substance abuse, or if you did things that um, put you into a jail for a really long time and that really messed with your, your mental state, um, 
I mean, there's no telling how mental illness can affect someone to the point where they don't see value in this life. And is that their fault? Or do we have to come to terms with the fact that maybe life does suck for a lot of people and that we should probably focus on making life better rather than telling them that they should have to live? Um, what is it? It's preventative medicine instead of uh, like reactive medicine or something like that. We always treat it when it comes, but we should just prevent things in the first place. Like instead of paying high insurance for medicine, we should uh, take care of our body and learn how to eat well and learn how to um, sleep well so that most of the time we don't need to go to the doctor. Um, but again, that's a whole nother topic, but um yeah. 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 I appreciate you sharing your personal experience. Yeah. You know what? It would be just funny if for five minutes of the podcast, it was just, I bleeped it all out. It was just beep for five minutes. And then it just goes, <laughs> oh, I appreciate you sharing your experience. I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, also for, for people listening, Jethro and I don't know each other super, super well. I mean, we've known each other throughout college, but we've had more in-depth conversations in the last couple of weeks, probably than we had through most of college, I would say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is not, this is not just us kind of rehashing (laughs) our, our old, our old tales to each other. Um, Yeah. This is, this is the first time I'm hearing about what Josh has said. And I would imagine it's the first time Josh hearing what I have said. So yeah, um, this was an extra piece of vulnerability for, for both of us. Um, but I think it's why it, I think it's why um, it's brought us together when we were brought together and also um, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, because I think the idea of upward together is more than just creative people creating things. And it's more than, um, people who want to learn more things. It's about this idea that we really are all in this together, um, in this world, in our communities. Um, and we've seen how division can really hurt a community, um, or hurt a nation or hurt a world. And, um, I think it's important to kind of unlearn that and go backwards and realize we don't, we can still be individual but work together and be together and exist together rather than this fight to the top because when life is all said and done, um, I think your, your accolades stop mattering and it's just about the people who you were able to say, yeah, I loved you really well until the end of time. And so. Amen to that. And a woman. Wait, <laughs> I said multiple men and a singular woman. That That's a man and a women. There we go. Women. Yeah, I also think it, it is just about the profundity of, of relationships. I think that's part of what Jethro and I are, are doing here is getting to know each other better in authentic relationship. And it doesn't have to be just like growth, 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 more people and more people. It's like, how, how do you reflect what you're trying to do 
with the people that are actually around you. I mean, I'm, I'm working continuously to, well, I have been credit to the summer camp I used to go to when I was younger. Um, just being myself as much as possible. I mean, not having to, if I'm intentionally for a creative purpose, presenting myself in a different way, um, that's one thing. But I think what can cause a lot of dissonance in my mind is if I feel like I'm acting in a way that's inconsistent with who I actually am. And I don't know, it's, I think one, one person at a time, same thing with, with my ultimate goal that I said, whatever I said in a long drawn out, hmm. in a long drawn out monologue. I mean, it, it's about one person at a time and who's in front of me and being present with, with my present moment. And Oh yeah. I, I, I'm kind of rehashing what you said earlier and you said, and depression, you didn't say end depression for everyone. You didn't say end depression with any sort of qualification, but I, but it kind of leaves it open-ended. Like you can help end depression for yourself, for one person, for two people, then you've done your goal. Um, and you should just focus on the individual. Um, because to be quite frank, it's impossible to touch 7 billion people's lives in a very deep and intricate way. We just don't have enough time to spend um, in relationship with those people. Um, and and I think social psychology says a community, once it reaches or surpasses 100 people, people can no longer conceptualize it as a community. It's too hard to know that many people. Um, so the goal is never to be, well, I, that suggests that I'm making a statement or a command there. But I just, <laughs> I think in a weird way, we need to think smaller and more people need to think smaller. Um, and so as a result, people feel like they can make a difference. Cause I think when people go, Oh, like the world is so terrible. There's no hope. It's well, you're looking at it at the span of 7 billion people. Of course you as an individual could never do that. Um, and that I can make as a statement because Jesus Christ who saved all is still, you know, the world is still, still chugging along, even though we had the greatest there is a claim of the greatest person to ever live to change the world kind of thing. Um, even Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., all the great people, um, they were great because they focused on working on a community, a specific community. Um, and I think if you can boil that down, distill into uh, a single person, um, <laughs> matrimony, but... <laughs> that's another topic <laughs> but if you can distill that to a single person and then you inspire them to distill that into a single person and you inspire them to do that to a single person um i mean that's one way to get to seven billion is 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 that and people in business and people in economics and all of that talk about critical mass all the time they're like ah oh, you need to hit a critical mass for something to work, for a revolution to work. And people are like, oh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's 50% of people or 60% of people to actually have a revolution. I don't know what the critical mass was for the American revolution. It was a significant amount of people. Um, but I don't think um, they were like, oh, we need to hit this amount of people. I think it was, all right, I'm going to convince this one person first. And then those two people will convince two more people. And then those four people will convince four more people. Um, uh, exponential or ex exponents is a beautiful thing. 
oh, it's so great. Because one can turn to a million uh, with just a few, um, a few <laughs> ticks up. <laughs> two to the two to the two to the two to the two, whatever. Um, and I think we need to remember that, that we can always make a difference because if it's just one life and everyone has the mindset of it's just one life, then it really isn't just one life. It's every life, you know? And now I, I, I feel like I, I, I never liked talking soapboxy. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't, I'm 22. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, in a lot of ways, I think once again, full transparency, we're, we are figuring out what we're talking about by, by, I don't want to say like testing it, but you talk about things and you feel what it feels like to, to say something as a, an opinion or a position or your stance on something. And, you know, I, I hope that someone says, well, you need to read this thing because the things you said, I don't know. You know, I think you're maybe turning a blind eye to this aspect of a topic or something like that. And that's how we learn. Like, that's how we go upward together. It's, it's not, I mean, I think we're, I don't want to, once again, I don't want to speak for you, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think see. either of us are claiming any kind of expertise on living. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're working on it. That's the whole point. So, uh, and we're having a conversation about it. I, I, I think this is a good time to preface that. Um, if you disagree or have a different perspective about anything we've said, um, please share that. I don't know how reach out to us, contact us because it's, I mean, if we're really going along with this concept of upward together, Josh and I can only give to each other so much. And um, eventually we create our own circle of ignorance um, that somebody out there could say, Oh, I have more knowledge on this, or I have a different perspective on this. And um, Josh and I are not going to get offended. Oh, I don't want to speak for Josh. <laughs> No, 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 no. But I'm not going to get offended. I mean, I might be like, mm. but I, because everyone has a little bit of pride in them, but uh, I truly believe that the best part of life is humbling yourself and continuing to know more and more and become a better and better person. Um, and so I'll say certain things that I believe to be true about certain things because it's how I understand it. If you can expand my understanding, then please go for it. Uh, I would love nothing more. I second the motion. <laughs> Thank you. I'm big on platitudes today. <laughs> Can you define platitudes for me? Yeah, platitudes are kind of common phrases that, that don't really contribute. Don't really mean that oh, much. You oh. know, like banal platitudes. That's a favorite <laughs> from uh, from the speech. Um, Fish and water. That's a great speech. Oh, I've heard about that speech. Mm -hmm. I've been. I've been. I've been. I've been. I've been, um, I was, I was talking to a friend the other day and I realized people use words like platitudes and people just nod along, even if they don't know the word. And I think we need to, Oh, this is, sorry. This is water. Yes. Is what it's called. It's David by David Foster, Foster, yeah. Foster. Yeah. David Foster Wallace. Yeah. I think we need to normalize like, uh, I don't know what that word means. Can you tell me? And then yeah. someone's always going to go, you don't know what that means. 
or you don't know what that is. And I go, that's why I, why would I ask if I knew what it was? They go, I would. Well, I also might, I mean, I might have said the wrong thing. That's, 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 banal just means boring, unoriginal, obvious trait. A platitude is a specific remark or phrase or sentence, which is delivered as if it were a piece of wisdom, but it's actually something boring, obvious, and often a stock phrase that people say all the time. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like, break a leg. Oh, well. Yep. I don't know if that's really wise, but. How about? Uh, platitude is a remark in a speech or writing that is overused and has no originality. An example of platitude is saying, break a leg. Yourdictionary.com, that's the example it gave. I don't know if you can see this. It's not, it's not going to focus. Uh, you think they can see this? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I'm talking to you. Wait, I was about to go. I was about to go. We should invent something that they could see it in the podcast. And I and I went. You mean video? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or oh, just stay positive. Mm. 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 Anyone, anyone who wants to end depression knows that's the number one that's thing. One. <laughs> that's a tough. If everyone's just not depressed anymore, then <laughs> no. But that's actually normalizing what, what you just said about asking or, or expressing when you don't know something, I feel like that is something that is at its core inherent to science. Um, in a lot of ways, it's not because you get a lot of people who won't acknowledge if they have a, a gap in their understanding with something. But with really, really good scientists, I think you see a lot of humility. If it's not someone's subject matter area that they're an expert in they'll say i don't really know here's someone maybe you could ask about that or we can look it up but people who are on that next level of trying to learn about things and understand things if they really don't know they'll say i really don't know right because it's not about how cool they look about how much they no, know no, it's like well i i, I want to learn more i don't know much about that so i think it's a really humble thing um but it's tough because the last thing I want to do is go, I'll say something and go, you know what that means, right? Because oh, it yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. I'm mansplaining and it's like, but they're not going to say anything. So what if they don't know what that is? It's just a weird yeah. sticky sort of thing. But um, it's just then if if you just nod along and go, yeah, I have no idea. What, if you don't know what it means and then they keep on talking about it, you're, you're lost. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. so... We hit the 30-minute mark. Wow. Did you hear that bark? I did. I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, before we end, I just, I want people to realize that (laughs) Josh and I are, this is not just our relationship. Like, our relationship is not just us talking on this podcast for (laughs) 30 minutes every week. Like, uh Really, it's 30 minutes every week and then 15 minutes after the podcast. That's our whole relationship. <laughs> what about the 10 minutes before also? The 10 minutes before and 15 <laughs> minutes after. <laughs> no, it's... um. I think there's a time to be and there's a time to talk and, and there's a time to put it on the internet and there's a time to not. And yeah, but that was a platitude that's never been said, but it there was no... There was no <laughs> big <laughs> thing. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is how it is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I roll. Uh, Josh, anything you want to close the podcast with? Love everyone. <laughs> All right. 
Love everyone. <laughs> we'll see you guys later.